It's Tyler Season, the podcast, and I'm Cool Chris Smith. Shout out to Basement Jackie Studios. It's the Talent Season Podcast. It's the Talent Season Podcast. Yeah. It's the Talent Season Podcast. It's the Talent Season Podcast. Yeah. What? And then this is the actual. See, like it's low. It's telling me my thing is low. So Yo, I need the, to like, the battery. The one, the, whoa, the, the, the battery in your back is low. Yeah. So you how do you charge that up? I gotta charge this, and then. And then you put it on the back. And then it stops when it's where it's supposed to be. But if I like move around and it starts beeping again, that means it's not charging. So I gotta keep it like. Hold on, man. Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> it's Teller season the podcast. I'm your boy, Cool Chris Smith. I'm here with my man, that's underscore Chubbs. Yeah, mo. One more time, shout out to my man. I got to be Steph in the building. Cal okay. Even though he's not actually in the building. He's not here today. We're here with Teresa to share her story. And, and you can find her at what's happening underscore TT. And that's W-A-Z-H-A-P-P-E-N underscore TT on Instagram and TikTok. And then mother, M-U-V-A underscore T on Twitter. You be on Twitter? Like, you be tweeting? It would be, be in the bio. Tweeting. Okay. tweeting and twatching and all that. Okay. 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 Twatching sounds okay. wild. I just, it just stood out to me because, uh, hold on, let me get the levels right. But it just stood out to me because uh, everything that's been going on recently, y'all been hearing about the what levels e- busting? With Elon, yeah. yeah he told me. <laughs> <laughs> with Elon, he done bought Twitter. But, um... So come on, man. So 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 we is here today for it could be we is here because it's National Complex Regional Pain Syndrome Awareness Month. I got it right. Yes. Yes. That's yes. A, why that sound like a tongue twister? No, no, no. It was there. It's a, it's yeah. a lot. <laughs> but uh, National CRPS Month, right? And you say it's it's Crips without the I. Crips without the I. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to remember it. Okay. CRPS. Okay. Easy enough. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. say that for now. <laughs> so, uh, Teresa, tell us just a little bit about um, CRPS, uh, your story, your story, your journey. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I'm finding that, like myself, a lot of people weren't aware of it, which is why spreading awareness is is so uh, important. Absolutely. And um, I'm 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 anxious to hear more about it. Facts. Yeah. Um. There's definitely a need. To spread the awareness because I didn't know about CRPS until I was diagnosed with it. Mind you, I studied sports management in college at Bowie State. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Bulldogs. Hey, shout out to HBCU. Shout Absolutely. out to Bowie State Bulldogs. Um, so I had to get in tune with a lot of like injury recovery, um, diets that can affect injury recovery, physical therapy, wound care, those type of things. So I was hip to a lot of things. I actually seen a lot of injuries come to um, better health and the time it takes, the effort it takes. So I thought I was aware of what was Mm -hmm. going on until I really experienced what was going on with CRPS. Mm -hmm. And it was a whole nother ballgame. So so tell us like um, like we know complex regional pain syndrome. Right. So but but like what is that? You know, so. It is a nervous system disease. Basically, if you think about your body like a circuit system Mm -hmm. and you have like a blowout on one part of your circuit system, it's not going to function properly. Um, Your nervous system is in your entire body from head to toe. And CRPS is pretty much caused by a major injury, a major surgery 
a heart attack or a stroke. Mm-hmm. So this can happen to anybody mm. at any point in time in their life, any age, anything. Um, those is is what is explained as the causes of CRPS. And it says major surgery, major injury, a heart attack or a stroke, but it could be as small as a needle prick to your finger. Yeah. Wow. And that will be like, so, like the a trigger surge, to on, the onset. Yes, to shut the system down. Oh, wow. Um, so it's not necessarily a, a nerve injury that could. It is a nerve any. injury. It's an impact to a part of your body, but mm-hmm. it. The injury is in the brain. Okay. So the signals from that circuit system that would normally say, this is your hand. It got injured. Let's work mm-hmm. on it. It'll get better. They don't work anymore. So your body can be normally cold. Your hand is now on fire nonstop. Um, normally your temperature could be hot. And now your hand is freezing cold and there's no blood flow to that side of your hand that's now injured. It's just a whole blowout to that side of your circuit system. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so what was uh, your, oh, oh, you got you got questions too? No, nah, well, you know I'm, I'm going to have questions. <laughs> but, always, always. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was interesting because, um, shout out to our last episode with uh, Primo, because um, we talked about homecoming. Yes, yes, And yes. so uh, when Teresa came up to me during homecoming and mm-hmm. said she wanted to speak about it, like I had the same reaction. I never even heard of it. Right. Like I know you was going through something, but I never knew exactly what it was. Yeah. And sometimes when people go through stuff, it's like you don't want to ask because it's like yeah, you know what I'm saying. You don't want to dive into other people's business too much. Mm-hmm. So when she said she wanted to come on a podcast and express it and bring awareness to it, of course we was down to it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to ask a whole bunch of questions throughout the episode. Yeah, definitely. You sharing your story because um. And like, thank you, thank you for this too. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You know, like, you didn't have to, but you for know, for sure, for sure, because all of us uh, weren't aware of it before now. So it's so many other people who are um, going to be aware of it because of the episode, or because of the documentary, documentary, or because of your story, or people that you have touched. Um, and you never know; it might be somebody else that that later on might come in contact with, uh, you know, someone who's diagnosed with it or become diagnosed themselves. And it's like, wow, I know somebody who I, I, I personally know or who I know of or who I can reach out to or, hey, do you, hey, that girl y'all had on the podcast, mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's that's really how stuff works. But um, It, it is because that's how it started. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. for me... Um, yeah, let's get into the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> for me, my major injury or surgery, whatever that mm-hmm. caused it, my major injury... Um, was at work. So I worked at a, a charter school in D.C. at the time. And normal day, um, we were headed to the gym for an assembly. And my students were, they weren't necessarily fighting. They were like mm-hmm. meat checking each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, come on, y'all. Like, you know, we got That's... guests in the building. We got people who bring money to the to the institution. Like, uh-huh. chill out. It's too much going on. So it gets a little intense. It gets real. And then they start wrecking. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh shit, can't have that in the lobby. Like, and what what grade is this? High school kids. High school, mm. and it was two boys. There's meat checking in so, high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these aren't like little kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So I decided to put my body in between them to just like you know chill out, break it up, da 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 da. And I got hit from behind, and that's all it took. And when I say hit, like. He the, the student kind of like went to the other child to kind of like bum rush him. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be there when it happened. So the impact wasn't like major. Like 
I worked at the school. I was part of the mentor program. Like I was coaching the volleyball team. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was out of shape or like this was an unusual type of hit. It was literally like a a back bump, and he just went to bun rushing, and I kind of just caught the impact. Did you fall? My leg like, gave out, okay. and that's when I knew like something's not right. I should be able to put my weight on my leg and like just walk it off and brush mm-hmm. it off. And my supervisor came over and she was like, "I can tell that you're walking funny. Like, are you okay?" And in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm not, but I'm still at work. We still have, you know, a situation with these students. I can't just worry about what's going on with my leg. Like, let me get this taken care of first, and then I'll worry about myself. Um, So I went to the doctor. I ended up in a hard cast. And then I went back to work. A hard cast? On your leg? On on my leg. Like your whole leg? So it was from, like, the calf down. Mm -hmm. Okay. At the time, they had told me that it was, like, a torn ligament on the hinge of my leg. Um, and that was like the major situation, uh, uh-huh. injury, whatever that caused the CRPS. But, but we uh, weren't aware. But what was their reaction? Real before we go too far, what was their reaction? Like when they it did hit you and you fall, they stopped everything. Stop. As far as like the boys, my supervisors, my kids. No, nah, my they, kids were still trying to get at each other. We had to like it was it was a a real deep situation. The student I was working with at the time, mind you, I had been in the educational field at this time for like twelve years. He was the most violent case that I had at that time. I was about to ask, are these like, I don't want to separate them and say like regular students, but you know how like you got the regular students. students that you I got... work with are never regular. Re- okay, so right. that's what I had okay. yeah, IEP 504 mm-hmm. uh-huh. students. Um, and I was, I've always been in the special education department. Um, but this child was like never before experienced type of just mayhem. Mm-hmm. We would spend at like, at most, Throughout the school day, like 20 minutes in the classroom. Anything outside of that, I'm like trying to catch him in the hallways. He's got his cell phone trying to start fights in the school. He's trying to smoke in the bathroom. Like it was nonstop, Mm -hmm. constantly on my toes, trying to document stuff, trying to keep him safe, trying to keep other kids in the classroom safe. Like it was always on go. And I had informed my supervisors that I didn't feel safe at work. It wasn't the first instant where I had got injured at work. We were trying to figure it out and, you know, whatever. One thing led to another, and I got injured that day. So That's a lot of steps, I feel like, that went, like, it could have probably, this issue probably could have been prevented. Mm-hmm. But it's like, when you hear about these type of cases and these incidents, then you hear about, like, well, I notify so, so I notify. And it's like all these things, it's like it went under the table yeah. to the point to now it happened, but everything is documented yeah. leading up to that. Yeah, it definitely could have been avoided um, because, I mean, we have so many people involved in that building mm-hmm. and we also have security on each floor. So like there were so many steps that were avoided, but I mean, charter schools are also about checks. So Check, yeah, yeah. get a little bit more money when you're dealing with these kind of kids. So yeah. it's kind of like, uh, if I don't got to work with them. So is, is that a check that his parents are paying for? The, or, no, is that, or is so, it a program? So he, with charter schools, with certain students um, being on certain spectrums, mm-hmm. they cover those those children being the school in the educational field, yeah. Okay, okay, I, I get the that school, the state, DC is a little different because it's not. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, I know they're, what you mean. they're they're taking care of. It's not a tuition based. It's a public charter school. Okay, yeah. okay, got you. So leading up to that, so we got the hit. You in the cast? I'm in the no. cast, walking around. My my students, my mentees are mad. They, mm-hmm. You want me beat the kid up and da-da-da. no, like now this is a hard. You said a hard cast too. Yeah, right? okay. I'm walking around in like a hard cast. I was on crutches for a little while, about a month and a half, mm-hmm. and then um, I went into an air cast, and I was in the air cast for about like another month, and then 
that's when like shit just something well, ain't right. <laughs> for real, because it wasn't lot getting of, better. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things just got worse. Uh-huh. So once I was done with the allotted time for the air cast, my legs started to shrink. Um, it started to get like real, real cold. Like I would just be chilling like normal. It was shrinking it in would, the air cast. It was shrinking like even Cause out you know, of the air cast. The air cast, like, you could take it on and off. Right. right. And you can adjust like the air, air pressure, pressure to yeah. kind of like tighten up. I had get, one for my ankle, so I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. But this was out of the air cast. This was like after. And it was still shrinking. Yeah. My leg was very, very like distinctively smaller compared to my other leg. Uh-huh. Um, it started getting darker and it was getting colder. And that's when I realized like my leg is dying off. My blood isn't going to the side of my leg and something's not right. Like I can feel it. I can see it. Something, Something's off. I know that my injury shouldn't be this far off from where it was. Mm-hmm. It's getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took about four months of different types of testing. Um, you have you have a lot of check marks that you kind of got to take care of before mm. you can really be diagnosed. Um, I was injured in February of 2020, and in June of 2020, I got diagnosed with CRPS. So it was just before COVID and just before the it shutdown. Was, it was. I completely forgot about that because Damn. by then I was already out. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't allowed to go back to work because it was getting worse. And I couldn't walk, like, function-wise, color, feeling, sensitivity, texture, everything was changing. And they're like, nah, we can't clear you to go back to work. Like, we got to figure this out before it's okay. And I'm not the type of person to sit down. So it was hard and it was different. But, like, yeah, it was literally, like, two weeks before COVID. Mm. So I got the diagnosis. I'm sitting in the doctor's office. And the first thing he tells me to do when I leave is not to look up CRPS. Yes. I was about to ask, when he told you that, did you know what it was? You probably didn't I know, didn't what, it know what it was. And my first thought was like, all right, well, give me the pill, give me the shot, do yeah. whatever yeah, it is we need to do. Yeah, like, let's mm-hmm. get this ball rolling. I got things to do. <laughs> I got mouths to feed. Like, right. come on. Um, but no, it. he looked at me and he's like, that's, that's not how this works. So just be prepared, like, for a fight because... Mm. It's about to get real. And it did. Because <laughs> as soon as I left that office, I looked you, up you CRPS. Looked up? I mean, I, you think about how, you, as a doctor, I mean, you say that, but it's like, of course, somebody's going to look it up because you want to know what you, yeah. what you got going on. Realistically, like, you can't expect. Yeah, you cannot expect somebody not to, I'm yeah. not going to look it up. Now Especially be, if you don't know. It's not yeah. like you're telling somebody that, like, you have the cold. Or, right. you know, like, no, you can expect, yeah. all right, well, I might just, you know, get a stuffy nose. Or, I've right, heard right, of this. Right, right, I've right. seen symptoms. I'll be all right. This this is completely different. And my process of figuring out not only what I can do with CRPS, but how to get others aware of it and involved was seeing what I saw when I looked up CRPS. Like, it was not pretty and it was not relatable. So, yeah. So, all right. So, leaving, leaving the doctor's office. You, you, now you're diagnosed. This is, this is, right? Yeah. Same day though. Like I left, I was diagnosed and he told me these things in the office and I went downstairs and I sat in my car and I like looked this disease mm-hmm. up because he didn't say like, this is what we're about to do. Or, you know, you get pamphlets. 
like these are specialists you can mm-hmm. see or this is also oh, you, know, you don't have to you don't have to go to the multiple like you know how like normally you have to go to different doctors oh, x-rays no, do. and all that and they they found it out like the first day no it, no, took, oh, okay. it took four months from the day that i was injured, injured uh-huh. to the day i got diagnosed but this isn't like breast cancer awareness or like pancreatic cancer where you mm-hmm. get pamphlets and you get options and you get you know, facilities that you can go to where you have specialists that know what they're talking about and mm. they've seen this and they know what they're doing. You don't get none of that. There's no, like, printout paper. There's no facilities you can go to in, you know, Nebraska and Arkansas where you, you right. have special. Mm-hmm. There's none of that. So to tell someone that they have something, and at the time he didn't tell me that there was no cure and didn't tell me that it was going to get worse and didn't tell me that there were chances of spreading. Mm. And then I go and I look this up. On top of that, the only thing I saw when I looked it up was white skin. Like, Ooh. what am I supposed to do with that? Right. M- my skin don't look like that skin. Like, right. what am I? S- Y'all aren't giving me nothing. Damn, that's that's different. Yeah, that is. That's it really is. different it's when deep. you think about it. Yeah. It's deep. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people know like injury and color change when it comes to people of color mm-hmm. and. People of non, you know, uh-huh, backup uh-huh. like and, and the yeah. care that they, it's completely different. Information and all yeah. of that testing, even testing, because yeah. it's like, how do you every little thing, every yeah. aspect of that care? I knew at that point when I was looking at those pictures mm-hmm. was not going to be the same. Like it now, wasn't going to be what I thought. Now I want to I want to pause it real quick because uh, I want to jump to a little conversation about you know how. Uh, I see it online when it says black women dealing with doctors right. and with your pain tolerance. Did you ever in a, uh, like at the beginning uh, encounter something like that where they try to like, brush it off? Like maybe, like, oh, well, she'll be fine or, um, you know, you know how, um, well, I'm just brought it up because that's what I see online. Yeah. So I was want to know if, if that maybe played into um, that time difference in between your I diagnosis. I don't think it did only because when it comes to CRPS, like, you can kind of see it mm. sometimes with certain people what you're experiencing. And so, in your case with the leg, you definitely you, was you, right. You could see it before you get diagnosed. Although the pain internally, you can't see that. Like right. you can't see these shooting off pains and these muscle spasm and these <clears throat> constant Charlie horses that I'm experiencing. Uh-huh. But if I'm telling you that's what I'm dealing with, yeah. and then you see the muscle deterioration from it, you could kind of conclude like, all right. I can understand what she's saying. Okay. With this, I feel like I didn't experience that. I have before. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I've had a child um, and I got a spinal tap when I had my son. It mm-hmm. didn't work. So I, I felt everything when I had my son. But for me, like, if the pain is worth the reward, like, I'm going to go through the pain. Mm-hmm. For CRPS, they kind of revert to, like, not solving it. It's kind of just fed off to like opioids, it's, oh, physical therapy. Like dealing with it. Right. Uh-huh. It's kind of just a controlled disease. It's it's taking care of what we can take care of and, mm. you know, brushing off the rest. If you're dealing with something like blood flow and there's no, you know, resolution for blood flow, you got to deal with what comes along with that. For them, they're not really investing and scientifically supporting this disease I feel like because there's not enough people who have it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and speaking of that, I was telling you, I did do a little bit of research. Yeah. And uh, they were saying that 200 
thousand uh, Americans are currently diagnosed with it. Yes, and um, I'm not sure about our, what our our population as a country is, but it's definitely more than that. I feel like every year um, we're hearing about more people who are becoming aware of CRPS uh-huh, and realizing uh-huh. that this is what they have. Yeah. Because we don't have the hard textbooks and we don't have like the infomercials of, you know, this is what you might have, call, call a lawyer, whatever. Um, it's it's harder to recognize. So there might be well more than 200,000 people experiencing these same symptoms and dealing with these same things, but they don't know how to ask for help because they don't know what they have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I feel like the number's probably higher out there. But so, so my, my question is for, uh, to that is had you, um, had you ignored it, do you think that you probably would have, uh, you know, like lost your leg or? Oh, absolutely. Um, not just my leg because it's spread. Okay. So it did start in my leg, um, but it's on my entire left side now. So it affects like my rib cage. Um, I've had seizures, my chest, um, my hip, my thigh. All of it on my left side is is completely different than my right side. Oh wow! Yeah, which I wasn't aware of at the beginning either. Until uh-huh. it started spreading, I didn't know that CRPS could spread. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you, uh, your your information, even though you have. Um, a lot more information than most now that you are diagnosed with it. It's like you're still learning yourself uh, constantly. Oh, yeah. I felt like once once I did do that Google search and I saw what I saw and I was aware of what I was getting myself into, I had no choice but to become a guinea pig uh-huh. and kind of figure this out, not just for myself, but with me always working with children and being an example and trying to be a problem solver. And, you know, I, I had to do this for other people. It, at that point, it wasn't for myself anymore because if it was up to me, like, I'm not taking opioids. Mm-hmm. That was never an option for me. It was a part of my my care plan. But for me, it was like, that wasn't my lifestyle. That wasn't what I was used to. I didn't want to be nodding off. I didn't want the symptoms that come with, you know, taking opioids on a constant basis because there's no cure for this disease. I knew that I, I was. It was there was no going to be no end to that. Mm-hmm. I was going to have to constantly take them, and then you have organ failure from them, and, you and have then skin effects. Then you have addiction, and then yeah. you have this and that. And then Teeth you, loss. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, for I was me, just looking it wasn't up a couple, an option. A couple things. You're bringing it up, and just like yeah. everything you say, like all the missile. If y'all get a chance, make sure y'all Google it. Look, look for yourself, but. Um, one of the topics that, that you brought up, and I see it here when I when I Google the fact, and hold on, it was a whole list of them that popped up, but you named them all, like muscle spasm, and you said sensitivity to cold temperatures, um, stiff joints, tremors, mobility problems, um, all types of stuff. And at this time, like Christian said, this is right before COVID hit. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and you also have a have a son too, right? Absolutely. You said he that. was four at the time uh-huh. when I got injured, um, and with COVID happening. My treatment kind of just got shut down. Cause yeah, that was that was yeah. There, there was no option That's of this. going places. I mean, this was a medical problem, but it wasn't a medical emergency compared to what COVID was. was you know what right. I mean? Um, and I think that also played into the spread 
kind of happening a little bit faster Faster. than we anticipated. Yeah, Because it wasn't able to be uh, immediately treated. Yeah, Yeah, medically, my spread um, compared to a lot of other patients, not all, but a lot of other patients who were diagnosed with CRPS happened way faster Mm -hmm. um, than other people. So um, one question I had is when you got diagnosed for it, when did you go public or when did you start telling, like, your family? Um, I didn't start... I think accepting mm. that this disease was real, there was no cure, and I was going to have to deal with it like on my own and figure it out on my own um, until I had, I believe it was an EKG or mm-hmm. EMG, um, where they take like acupuncture needles and they stick them into certain parts of your body. And like I said, I had my son. I felt everything, but I never shed a tear. Like if 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 the reward is is worth it, mm-hmm. I'm not worried mm-hmm. about what I'm dealing with. It my mind wasn't even there. So to me, like I felt the pain. I, I was definitely aware of what was going mm-hmm. on, but it wasn't worth like losing it. Mm-hmm. And when I had this test, I was screaming for my mom, for God, for whoever was closest to me. Like I was hooting. This one is putting the needles in you. Yeah. It just was this only in your leg or just throughout your whole body. So it's throughout your whole body. Um, It's one of the tests that kind of like finalizes if you have CRPS, which is this one and um, a triple phase bone scan. Damn. Which shows, yeah, yeah it's, it's a, yeah, that's a triple <laughs> phase, that legit, triple boy. phase, yeah, bone scan, and it kind of. Um, it displays your whole skeletal system and then your arteries, your veins, um, the blood flow. Okay. Okay. That's why it's triple because it's all the different. Okay. Okay. Every layer of, um, good contest. Your human anatomy. Good contest. Education. I see you. Yeah. So, um, it, it shows, it kind of like highlights the color change in your body. So it'll like, light up on your warm side and then it'll kind of like blink out on sides where like your blood flow isn't going there. And um, I think those two tests pretty much like showed me that they don't have the answers. Mm. There isn't a cure and it's not going to get any better. So like, what, what am I going to do from here? You know? Um, And as it spread, my legs stopped working. And when I say stop working, like, my toes weren't moving. Um, with the temperature change, when I would place my foot like on cold floors, tiles, like surfaces, it would shoot through my leg. It would shoot through like my foot. Like surges were just like lighting off from the, the temperature change. Um, cold air touching my shin or like my calf, AC in the car, or like mm. heated seats going through my thigh. I would literally like, I would scream. It was so painful. So I was constantly like learning this new body and just figuring it out along the way. Like I said, I have really had to become a guinea pig. Like I had to document every little thing I was experiencing, um, pain levels, documenting it all. Uh, I started wearing nail polish that's like it's considered moon change nail polish, but it changes based on like your your blood flow and like your temperature okay. of your limbs so Learn i would like new. yeah paint my nails and like i would show them you would see the nail polish change as my like my blood flow was leaving my limbs <laughs> yeah wow. i had to do a lot of um 
a lot of like trial and error and like kind of just like scientifically testing things out to show what I was dealing with to kind of compare it to what they had and like figure out a plan to resolve my symptoms. Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, as you're talking about all of these things that you're doing, right? No, my mind is blown. It's not my fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm, I'm so glad that that because you never would have, you know, what I'm saying, I never would have knew. Yeah, exactly. You never exactly. knew it was that um that the listeners get to experience this yeah. as well because it's it's definitely uh it's definitely a, a, it's, a story. Like I be having so many questions, but I don't want to interrupt. I just want to let you just yeah. go ahead and just. Oh no, you're but, good. But so, but I wanted to ask though. Was so you're you're having to pay for all of this like these oh, treatments yeah, these right you're not you're not oh, able to sure. work right now so yeah so was the um since it happened at work at the school yeah was the school um responsible for helping or like how was that were they part so, of that or I I don't know how to actually ask it but you when didn't. I realized like um my diagnosis and figured out that it was going to be longer than how I like had to be the time I had allotted out of work um as far as like leave and PTO and everything else um I ended up going on to workman's comp or being placed onto workman's comp it wasn't a choice because they they wouldn't clear me so at the time the school was responsible and then it was placed onto workman's comp and for me I think that was one of the the greatest benefits out of the situation only because there are people dealing with these things and they're paying out of pocket to get these Mm -hmm. tests or, you know, insurance aren't covering certain things because they feel like it's not a necessity just Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the situations that they're dealing with may not be visible or they might not have any answers for it. So it's just like, uh, is it really worth it? But like CRPS, if it goes to a certain place in your body can be deadly. Like, if you have CRPS in your chest, your lungs, your organs, like, because there's no, yeah, there's no controlling it. Um, There's no anticipation of when you're going to get a flare up. So trying to breathe and then being flared up, like, it's not realistic. You can't, in your mind, in the circuit system, you're trying to tell your lungs to expand and catch a breath. But your lungs are doing whatever they want because they have CRPS. The signals just, they're they're not intertwined to what their gear normally supposed to be. So... You're hoping that you have control of your body and it reacts the way you want to, but you don't. So, I mean, I was I was very very lucky, and I thank God every day that it did happen the way that it did yeah, for me work. being yeah at work and being able to utilize those tools to like get awareness out. Mm-hmm. But there's there's so many people who are dealing with this and they're literally paying out of pocket or like just trying to get by with what they have, um, which causes things like we were talking about earlier, like um, addiction or. It's spreading further because it is not being treated yeah. or not yeah. being treated the right I mean, way. Absolutely. Versus you it happening in the bathroom or the yeah, cookout. So yeah, imagine you, yeah. you stub your toe. That happens. You go to the doctor and the pain is so bad. It's like, well, we're going to give you some opioids. And right. every time you get to the point now where you're just popping them and it's yeah. just taking you to a whole nother Yeah, or place. you're telling your doctor, like, I, f- I feel these shooting pains, pains going uh-huh. off in my leg. And they're like, bruh, come on. Like, bro, you good. Yeah, you yeah. just stubbed your toe. Yeah, Don't, like. like what you mean you feel like you got ran over by a truck on your foot? It doesn't look like that. that like right. it doesn't it doesn't seem like that. But this is there what are no broken you. bones in them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Four and months later, the blood loss is there, and then exactly. And there are different stages. Um, first and second are kind of like diagnosis. You see the skin change, the color change, the texture change. 
Um, third is where you kind of lose function of the um, affected area. So mm-hmm. like for me, it's my left leg, my left side of my body, my left arm. Um, so it took me about a year to learn how to like walk again and like use my leg. Um, it still doesn't work the same mm-hmm. with physical therapy. I was able to like utilize it well enough to get by, but I can't run. I can't jump. I just like make it look good. (laughs) But if I stand up straight and I tuck my tailbone in, it looked like the little kids in the lunch line where they just get hit in the back of their knee and like just go out. That that's what my leg does. It just gives, gives way. Yeah. It just pops out. And it's going to be like that for, for a long time. Forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, so talk to us about this, um, the remote and the battery you were telling us about at first. So, um, the remote and the battery are a spinal cord stimulator that I had. Terms, boy. A spinal cord stimulator. <laughs> you feel me? So, um, when, okay, so taking a step back, when I did look it up and I did see what I saw, y'all can look it up and check for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that, like, it was going to take a couple more steps before I got to like some answers on things. So uh, with me documenting everything, I also had to go through their medical process of being approved for stuff. Um, and like I said, because it was workman's comp, like I'm so thankful. But this disease, when you look it up, is also called the suicide disease because I so can see many it. people like just mm-hmm. it's it's a mental it, yeah, it, yeah like, it's draining what you mean you don't believe yeah, I definitely this can pain see it. that I'm feeling like and you I know you and can't nothing see you can it do yeah. N- nothing and imagine like people are putting up like their mortgages like you you're losing your job you can't work you're, you're, your body you're, not even functioning the way it's supposed to it's drained because it, the signals are constantly shooting off so like you feel like you ran I can see that yeah especially if you don't have, if you don't have a uh a good support system behind you or exactly. something or something to live for. Exactly. You know, like for you, you know, definitely you got your son. So, you know. And even then there are times where like, what's the point? Like I'm tr- yeah. I, I went from working with children and like starting a sports clinic at my mm-hmm. job and like coaching and playing sports in college and like so many active things and I had like a plan and I just got like it just it was snatched away with so, this disease. There's 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 no way to plan out or anticipate what you're going to experience because there's nothing to look for scientifically for mm-hmm. answers. So I know you talked about physical therapy, but how are you mentally? Like, do you do you go to a therapist on that? I do. Or? I do. So um, I've from the hard cast, the air cast. Um, and then I, I also got cortisol injections. I got spinal injections. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did physical therapy for a year and a half. I had a walker. Um, I, I tried like everything on the checklist. Uh-huh. Uh, and that led up to the the spinal cord stimulator. Um, before you get that, you have to be approved through an outside, like a third party psychologist. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the surgery is so major um that you're not allowed to be approved for this without a support system. You're not allowed to be approved for this if you're not in the mental like uh, state that they expect you to be in. For the mm-hmm. spinal st- stimulator. Yes. Right. Okay. Um 
And that is because, like I said, it is called a suicide disease where you feel like if it's not working or if it, if you, you, you're not going to get any better or it's going to take longer than what you had, like expected, it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Like, you don't have no answers. It, it, I mean, to medically go to a doctor and they just tell you, like, we don't know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. So, what do you do with that? So um, that that brings me to another point that I was thinking earlier was about, like, your support system. Uh, so so uh, talk to us about a little bit about, like, some of the things that you had in place and some of the people that you had in place over the course of those times. Because I know, like, for the world during COVID, it was kind of a draining period. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. even if you and this didn't. this was healthy for people who was yeah. completely healthy. Yeah. You, know yeah. you know what I'm saying? I was just about to say, <laughs> even if you, you you didn't have COVID or you didn't have a loved one who was sick or suffering, mm-hmm. you know, just seeing so much death and being locked down and uh, experience something that uh, we as a people had never experienced before. And Absolutely. this on top of all of that. Yeah. So, so just uh, talk to us about, like, some of... Um, the people or the things that you had as a support system during, you know, your whole, you know, from then until now. Yeah, definitely. I, um, I won't lie. Uh, as a, as a introvert COVID for me, at least at the peak Uh was not as hard as it was for other people, just because like, I've never been the type to like be into events with like a lot of people, Mm -hmm. um, to be like in enclosed spaces. And this is like before, you know, wash your hands for two minutes and this, yeah. this and that. Like, I've, I think I've always been kind of like secluded and mm-hmm. comfortable with being secluded in a controlled space. Like, I like small group settings. I like, you know, small dinners for my birthday and stuff. I'm not too big on those type of events. I might go to a game, a concert, but I know that like I can up and leave and be cool. Um, so for me, at the peak of COVID, it wasn't that bad. I won't lie. But when I had to start going out for physical therapy and like being around other people, um, it definitely got harder mentally just because my mind kind of was taking me to a place where, all right, we're in a pandemic. God forbid something happens Mm -hmm. and there's an emergency. Mm -hmm. It's not just like me leaving out of a building. I can't run. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's real. I, I can't, my body is not going to do what I'm telling it to do. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm constantly on edge about knowing where the exits are. If there's anything that pops off, I have to know what direction I need to go in. I have to make sure that I can carry myself. I'm done for. Oh, if I get knocked down, I'm done for. (laughs) Leave me there. Yeah. 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 Davis, boy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 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 No coming back from that. Not even a little bit. So, yeah, um, I think as I was going back out into the world, which was during COVID, um, it started to get a little bit scarier uh, as far as, like, the realization that I'm a disabled person now. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I have a handicapped plaque. I I got to know where. You know know the crazy part is? This is some of the things to tell people, like, this mind your business. Yeah. If you you look at Teresa... Yeah, yeah. You'll see a party down there. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah.
Right. She, she, like, yeah. you can't park there. Actually, right. I did it more than anyone. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you be thinking, about, but you never know. You never yeah. know. Mind your business. Yeah, exactly. mind your business. Yep. Yeah, yep. it definitely yep. gave me a different perspective on life, especially because I've always worked in the special education field. Mm-hmm. I've always been an advocate for my students, um, making sure that they needed to be vocal about like getting help or mm-hmm. like you know asking for things that aren't already present in school or in the educational field or you know after school programs or whatever that was my job and i thought that like because i was so hands on with these children and like experiencing mm-hmm. life with them that i knew what they were going through and until i was in their shoes literally yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. i had no idea yeah none not even close just literally going to like a restaurant and knowing where the exits are and like being aware of like if there's anything on the floor, I can make sure I can walk properly. Like came in triple accident. And it never ends. It never ends. I always have to be planning out how to get from point A to point B safely. So it it changed my thought process, not only like how I move, but like how I have to provide. How I I can enjoy myself out in public, like it changed everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes it. It reminded me of homecoming when we was at Mad Cow, and you was there early, but then when it started getting packed, she was gone. Time she was go. out of there. <laughs> she was out of there. Time but, uh, to go. I, yeah. Before we jump too far, I wanted to get back on the, on the spinal thing because we never really got into deep into oh, um, yeah. what it is so, and with the batteries. Yeah, exactly so I it, went through like a lot getting up into. Um, the spinal cord stimulator, it was actually like a two-year window uh-huh. of trying everything under the sun and it kind of like not working out. Um, and that is like the medical field's process. They have certain things that you have to try before they allow you to like move on just because if if it were to work, so like if I were to get the spinal injections and they would have worked, I would have just stuck with the spinal injections. There would have been no need for me to move forward with a spinal cord stimulator. But because my CRPS was still spreading rapidly Mm -hmm. and my body wasn't functioning properly um, and I wasn't trying to get amputated, which is the fourth stage of CRPS, that was the next step, was trying the spinal cord stimulator. Wow, that's almost close like diabetes. Yeah. You know, like, because it got, yeah, with blood flow restriction, yeah. Yeah. So that means, like, you can't get into, like, an altercation. I mean, I could if I had to, but no, I would not want to. I could not, if even if I wanted to, jump out there the way I used to because yeah. I know. How like, about that? Yeah, if my stance is right, I'm <laughs> how going about down. that? Yeah, you said the way I used to. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's break up the memories. Oh yeah, completely <laughs> different. Right, you fall in before y'all even start fighting. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh man, completely different. I mean, I had played played sports. All through middle school, high school, college. Uh, like I said, like I was a, a, the assistant coach at the time when I was working at that same school. Um, I was working with organizations like I Dream with Douglas McNeil. Yeah. Um, I was working with Monumental Sports, running a sports clinic program at the school where kids could like get their service hours um, and just be like at the functions and they would get like free tickets to the games or what have you. Um so yeah, like I went from a six a.m. to like six thirty seven p.m. Monday through Friday, and then like working with the mentees on Saturdays type of life to 
uh, it's raining outside and I can't breathe because I can feel the weight of the rain like in my limbs. So like I'm gonna just call it a day. There's so you no, you don't like, teach no more, right? Do so you still, I know I never I, I was never a teacher. I mean. Uh, well, I was, you don't work inside the school. No yeah, more. I was um, the special education department aide, right. and, like the transitional specialist okay. in the educational field. But no, because I was on workman's comp um, this entire time, and we ended up settling with the school. Oh. I was never cleared to go back to work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Th- there's a process where they have to. We'll talk about that paycheck when I'm saying that. But no, yeah, they gotta uh, they gotta like be aligned with what your doctors are saying and like what your job is saying in order for you to go back to More, work mm-hmm. or to be cleared for any other job. So like, although I wasn't working, like I I wanted to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Like I needed y'all to figure this out because well, I'm not about part the, like nah. Man, they were yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they were like sit your ass. Yeah, they had to write that check, whatever. This part like yeah, they don't want to take that. They're like no sit. Sit down. Sit down. Uh-huh. And I'm like, nah, that, that's not what I'm used to. That's not what I'm yeah, going for. Hard. Figure it out. I yeah. feel like that happened to somebody's uh, aunt similar that I know. And uh, it happened, something happened. I don't, I'm not saying that it was the same yeah, uh, no. diagnosis, but something happened at With the work. post office. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, but she didn't. She didn't go to work. I, I mean, uh, they moved away. Like, uh, the 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 niece moved away that I knew. Mm-hmm. But her aunt hadn't gone to work for five years. And she, and she was getting workers' comp. While they was, and she, she not, yeah. But she was getting her full paycheck, paycheck type yeah. deal. Like, for five years, she hadn't yeah. gone. Yeah, and, you get hurt really bad. So, like, one of the guys that um, I raced with, his son um, uh, worked for a construction company. And he fell, like, five feet. I mean, like, 50 feet or something like that. Ooh. And he ended up uh, breaking his back. He fell on like a dirt pile, though. Mm. But he broke his back. But he was getting paid for like, just like you said, for like five years for workers' comp because he got hurt on the job. Yeah, he, he, can't, he can't walk no more? No, 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 no. He, he back good. That man you know, broke his back, back and yeah. lived to tell That's about crazy. it. Yeah. He need a spinal, uh, mm-hmm. what is right, it? spinal cord stimulator. What? She's so hard. Why you said it like, like give you a power boost? Like, I'm he feeling like, something. No, he said like, I'm feeling down. Let me hit a little boost yeah. my spinal. Spinal cord stimulator. <laughs> like, what, what, uh, what uh, Mike Tyson said? Broke my back spinal. Yeah, yeah bro. He fell 50 feet and walked away. That's crazy. Yeah, so that gives you injections, right? Oh, what is it? So the cords in the spinal cord stimulator are up in my spine. They actually had to, so they had to, to implant, implant something. In, like yeah, insert, so insert, insert. yeah, they had, so you, they had you get surgery two incisions based on what part of your body needs to be covered. So mm-hmm. because mine was on my left side, I only got one implant to cover that area. Uh-huh. If you have full-blown CRPS or full-body CRPS, you usually have two in your spinal column, which covers the top part of your body and the bottom part of your body. Wow. Yeah. So there's wires implanted into my spine, and it goes down my back. And then the battery for those wires is, like, at the top of my butt cheek, which is what I power up to, like, (laughs) plug in and charge, and then it makes the signals go back up. Yo, that's the the charging part is what it's like. You, you got to think about it. Like, if you on a road trip, you got to make sure that joke plugged this up like is, an extra yeah, battery. Like you got to charge like, like wind up toy. Uh-huh. Like this is the wind up before I like power so, down. Okay, so anytime like you feel like it might be coming on like an onset or something, that, so is that when you? It's different for everyone. Um, some people kind of have gaps of remission with their CRPS, and I read that too. Yeah, some, I read that. Some people that's, might have gaps. Uh, it's also been shown where being pregnant 
gives you remission in CRPS. So when you get pregnant and your body's like creating these new organs and like supplying this new cell, it shuts down yeah. and focuses on the child. So those nine months, like, so you about your body have another kid. Seven, my man, your body break for a minute. It's about that time. Give him a little sibling or whatnot. Yeah. But nah, I mean, it, it helps you out in the process. And it's like, crazy yeah. because when I joined a CRPS support group, you'll hear mm-hmm. stories where people are like, I mean, I end up getting pregnant, pregnant. like two or three times just to have that break it, wow. in the pain, just to experience a break. Like that's, that's crazy. Medically, uh, for me to like feel like I need to get pregnant just to get a break from the pain that I'm dealing mm-hmm. with, that's wild. Yeah. And it just Start shows how up. how crazy the human body is. is. Because Start it up. They also Start talk about it too. Like when they say like when you lose one of your senses, how your other senses pick up. Yes, yeah, that yeah. feeling. So it's just it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I feel like that's how it is. Like once my body was aware that like this is like dead weight. I had to, like you said, like power up on uh-huh. the other side yeah. to kind of like even yeah, things yeah. out because I couldn't. And you right-handed? Not be good. I am, luckily, okay. like uh-huh. driving-wise, hand, I, I was good on my right side. Um, it's just not knowing what's good like on my left side. So uh, with, my, with mine, at least, CRPS, um, there is no remission period, so... The pain doesn't stop. The signals never stop. And that's why my my limbs are smaller on this side of my body and darker because those signals are still shooting off. They're still constantly going and it's telling my body, like, you're in. So are you in pain right now while we record this? I am. That's crazy. We've been talking this whole time. Yeah. Like, you'll see me, like, fidget here and there and kind of, like, adjust to where it's at. There'll be times where, like, I have to tap out and my pain is, like, too severe for me to do anything. Um, and then it'll take like two or three days to get back into like the flow of things. But there's no there's no break. There's no stopping. There's no there's no gap in my relief period. Mm-hmm. It just changes areas and like some things make it worse. Some things make it better. But there's no like clear cut relief. So, so this uh, this one is just a monitor. So this this is the bro, remote. Don't touch it, bro. You might, <laughs> he's he's like, touching it. Yeah, what is that? Might give no, a swoon. Like, so yeah, this little just, it looks like a little bleep bleep. But um, it's this is the remote. The Roku remote. It looks no. like a Roku remote. It almost. is. Yeah, with the buttons. So the the screen shows you the programs. Um, so you got charged both those. That y'all say charge now, both those yes. those like now, and it got the it got the like the little. So that means we're in the episode. Yeah, and not 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 got the caution jump up there. That ain't got like battery low, so, like charge. Yeah, so both of these always have to stay charged, and I always have to have them with me. Both um, of them together. They, they yeah, so they take different chargers. This one has like a little mount that you sit it onto, and this one just has like a plug in, like a cell phone type of charger. So I, I got a question. Do you mind if we take a picture of that so when we post it? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't want to have any information up, but so our listeners could kind of see. Absolutely. You know when we so post it. So it tells you, like you said, it says charge simulator now. So you press the button, and it shows you the battery life of the remote. So the remote is fully charged, and then this battery is the battery that I charge. Charge. Actually, so is it mag? Is it? And you just sit it on it, the back of that joint. Sit that joint down. Does it stay there? Like, is it a magnet? <laughs> it doesn't stay there. You, so you gotta you hold can, it. Yeah, you can get like um, sticky sheets oh, when okay. you order it to like stick, stick. it on there. Uh-huh. Um, but they tend to like come off or like it gets 
really hot because it sits in between your skin. So right. like the implant is underneath my skin. If you hug me like a little too tight, so you can feel it sometimes. Um, so like with it having those signals and like charging the machine, my skin warms up. So what you do? You just ho- you just hold your hand there. Yeah, or you can have like a belt. They have like a little Velcro belt. Oh, okay. You can kind of like sit it down, but yeah, you tend to kind of just have to park it Mm -hmm. and like charge up. How long? How long does that take? You can lean up against it. You don't have to like Mm -hmm. hold it in place, but you can like lean on. How long does it take? Like how you guys? Um, About three or four hours. What? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they need a faster charging system. Like you really like I sit down for a minute, yeah, like, like like a Tesla. Real, you gotta watch like, a documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. You nah, Tesla charged faster than that, bro. But I mean, if I have to like run a quick errand or, or like have a quick doctor's appointment, where I know I'm not gonna sit down nowhere. Like I can charge up for about 15, 20 minutes, and I know I'll be good. I just have to stay on top of it because if it dies, like mm-hmm. if it completely turns off, that pain instantly, instantly. kicks in, wow. and there's like. There's no relief in between. Like, you got to hurry up and charge this shit. So I just, I have to make sure that I never let it die. Yeah. So so my question is, what's what's next? You know, what's next that you want people to take the next step into, I don't know, you know helping CRPS, um, a way that, you know, the podcast can help also get the awareness out. You know, yeah, what you want people to know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, what's Tell next for you? Telesecent was yeah. definitely one of what's, the steps. Um, with you guys having this platform. And November being CRPS Awareness Month, um, I've always worked on, like, utilizing my tribe. So, like, when I realized that I didn't have anything to go to when it came to Google, as far as being relatable with Mm -hmm. skin and, like, textures, colors, um, and documenting everything, um, I did start the CRPS in me which kind of documented how I became a guinea pig, how mm-hmm. I utilized, you know, the cupping system to keep the blood flow in my my skin and like the nail polish and stuff like that to, to show what I was going through so that doctors could know what to work with. That for me was the first step because I didn't have those tools to go to. I didn't have anything online. I didn't have books mm-hmm. to read. I didn't have pamphlets. So I my first step was to work on giving somebody something to go to. Um, with that, like I said, my tribe was bringing people on that I trusted, not just with myself, but like mm-hmm. my son, you know, my my inner circle and making sure that these were people that I related to. So mm-hmm. everyone on the documentary is of color, male, female, um, a lot of HBCU people on, on the team um, and allowing that to kind of snowball into getting the awareness where it needs to be. So like, if you haven't heard about CRPS, I'm pretty sure you've heard about it now. Mm -hmm. And you know what to look for. (laughs) And you know, you know, kind of some questions to answer. If anybody ever comes to you and like, yo, I'm feeling some stuff on, you know, my back or my shoulder and it's not right. And, you know, you can give some advice like, oh, I've heard of this. You might want to look into getting checked out and tested for CRPS. So they put Shorty in the cast for six months and she ain't even need to be. At all. That's the crazy part. I had no broken bones. I didn't have none of that. But because it looked like it on the image when I got the x-ray, they that was their normal, you know, go to. And it is because that was an injury. It just developed into CRPS, and that's the thing. Anybody can get this. Any injury, any surgery, any any 
experience to the body that your mind reads as a shock can cause CRPS. Mm-hmm. As little as a needle break. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we once again we definitely thank you for coming on and sharing the story. Um, sharing your experience and shedding light on CRPS. And once again, for the yes, listeners. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me complex. and using your your platform in this manner. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I could sure, use sure, it for sure. anything. So, sure. oh, no, 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 yeah, use it for this. for, you know, especially when it's uh, people from, you know, HBCUs and our hometown, you know, we like Absolutely. to talk about a little different stuff. Yeah. There's a, you know, you could talk about the regular stuff. We get that every day. You yeah. Know? Sure, you get sure. that anywhere. Right. Talk about the regular, but this type of stuff, especially that impacts our community, anything that helps, especially people of color. And it's interesting. And it's interesting. Definitely, it's interesting. Yeah. Definitely and it, not the norm. <laughs> yeah. Complex, we got to get you regional, charged up too, though. Hey, chill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you charged <laughs> up, bro. We got to say low yeah, daddy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Charge now. And my eyes got big. I'm like, hold on, bro. Now. Hold on, bro. Yeah, I don't need this to start. But, bro, I want to say it's Complex Regional Pain Syndrome Awareness Month.